Hello out there in Snarfland. We are here again in the house. The Snarf Episode 90. <laughs> That's a callback to an old rap that We're Chris in the house. <laughs> the Snarf Talk. House. Or no, it was like a jazz, a slow jazz. Yeah, it, it was. I thought it was a rap that you did. Oh, slow jazz. I would consider myself a slow jazz musician. A slow gin fizz. Yeah. Man, anyway. I've never funny. had a slow gin fizz. What is it? I it's I mean, it's jizz, gin. <laughs> slow gin. Slow gin. That's a, there, what it's called. It's called slow gin. Oh, like a, that's a legitimate liquor, liqueur? Yeah. Hard alcohol? Slow gin and 7-Up. Any kind of fizz? Club Slow soda. gin is a British red liqueur. Made I knew it was a liqueur. I said that. With gin and slows. Slows are the fruit of Prunus spinosa, a relative of the plum. A prune. Slow gin has an alcohol content between 15 and 30% by volume. So, yeah. Slows sounds terrible because I don't like prunes. I didn't say prunes. It was a plum. Yeah, but a prune is a plum dried out like a raisin and a grape. You know, I can't tell you the last time in my life I've had a prune. Is it, it, isn't, I think that's a thing, right? Like, I've, I think I'm right on that. I don't know. That's uh, what I've always believed, and maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> because no. if you think about it, prunes what are little shriveled up, like, soft things that you can eat, and they also make prune juice, which makes you go potty. Yeah. Um, but there's no pit in a prune. Okay. A plum there is. Um, big old seed, big old whopping seed in a plum. A prune is a dried plum of any cultivar. I just the knowledge I have, Chris. Yeah, of plums and prunes. Um, but where does the where does the pit go? They it, must take it out. It doesn't look like it. It looks like a solid thing. I don't know. This is wizardry. We could figure that out. But a slow gin fizz is um, is slow gin. As I've previously said, right. well, yeah, but it's with paired slows. with club soda, citrus, and simple syrup. Citrus and that kind of sounds good. It's a wintry drink. I'm not a big gin fan, though. Um, it's not gin. It's a gin-based liqueur. I know, but gin-based liqueur—that's fine. I just gin in and of itself is just how can not you not like me? gin? I'm not a fan of gin it. and tonic. Is like the greatest drink ever. So made. Like, period. You're, I drank that a lot when I was younger. You're right. But I, I don't know. I just have had a bad taste in my mouth over gin because it's made me throw up oh. so much. And that was because people played a joke on me. What's the joke? I was already well on my way. It was my bachelor party. I was well on my way to having a good time. And they all took shots of water, but they gave me a little shot of gin well, mm-hmm. not a little. I mean, it was a shot of gin, and I just wasn't expecting it What were all. you expecting? I had been drinking tequila before this. <laughs> oh, okay. And it went from tequila to gin. And Seems like a solid. It just wasn't. It hit me wrong, and it ruined the rest of the night. And ever since then, I was like, I hate gin. Where was your bachelor party at? All over. Oh, you did like a bar hopping thing. Yeah. It was a very ill-prepared thing. Because I was young and my brother didn't plan anything. <laughs> I uh, wasn't invited to that, so. No, it was before <laughs> our time. <laughs> I mean, not really. It was like right at our, like right before our time. Yeah. 
Well, either way. Um, and you were invited to my bachelor party, but you didn't. You chose not to come. Yep, that's right. It's just I've, I figured I just won't go. No, I just thought, like, you know nah. what? I'm better than this. Not doing that. I don't need to go to the Ozarks, yeah. have a good time on a boat, which yes. I just did this last summer. <laughs> yeah, and of it was course. great. It's totally fine. <laughs> what a great time. Wow, I really screwed that one up. Um, it was a good time. A good time was had by all. Yes. I'm trying to pull up our Facebook live feed. If you're not listening to the podcast, well, I guess never mind. If you're listening on Facebook, <laughs> welcome. Um, yes. I'm trying to get it pulled up so we can see any comments. Um, a little bit of housekeeping first while we're talking about that. Yeah, we do have some housekeeping coming up. We you. have had a lot of issues with the United States Postal Service. We have. And this is a hot button issue across the country. It Apparently. Turns and turns out. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. <laughs> They um, will not deliver things for us. No. And, you know, previous to this, I'm like, this whole mail-in voting thing, while I think it's dumb, I'm like, I don't really see a problem with it. Whatever. People right. vote by mail all the time in normal elections. Yeah. In lots of states, they've had voting by mail forever. Not forever, but since the 1700. No. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Since before we had a democracy. Um no, they've had a uh, vote by mail plus there's like absentee ballots. Like this is a thing that's right. been absentee going on. Right. Absentee ballots have been around forever. And obviously in the news there are, have been some issues with it that we've heard about, but then you hear like, "Oh, that wasn't real" or "Oh, that was fake." Anyway, so I'm like, "You know what? Whatever. We'll tell you what's real." I'm going to tell you what's real. This is real. The postal service sucks. Yes. And now I'm like Maybe they shouldn't be handling votes because they can't deliver a poster in over a month now. Right. So this is regarding our coloring contest. We are we're still having the contest. Uh, it's still going on. It is the currently happening. The problem is we're going to have to push it back. We will reveal the winner after our hundredth episode and still act like woohoo, we had our hundredth episode. But yeah, we'll, we'll just it's a separate later. thing to the hundredth episode. It'll um, probably be like a while later because some people are just getting them now. That so that's the issue. People are not receiving the posters that we mailed off to them over a month ago, and that is an issue. Um, so, are you playing our? I it was <laughs> our an video? accident. Um, so we're just going to postpone it. Hopefully you guys will get them. We just got a message today that one uh, gentleman that is in the contest received his today. I don't know if you resent it or if it's the original one we sent. It's the original. I did not resend it. So okay. It, it so he come. got the original. Um, but there are others that are still in waiting. Yeah. And we're hoping they turn up. Yeah. I'm not sending it anymore. So I'm assuming they're eventually going to come as soon as the Postal Service. I mean, they, they gets... have to, right? You've mailed them. Yeah. I would think so. They can't just disappear without some repercussions. So do you okay. think the vote mail in voting, not to be political, but do you think it will but change to be hard on political? <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think it will change like the course of the election? Or do you think it's just like another option for people, but it's irrelevant to what the results so, of the election would be? Most of the talk right now, isn't it like where they're saying like most conservatives are going to be the only ones showing up to polls to vote. And right. most Democratic candidates are like far left are going to mail in. Not not everyone is going to be that way, but they're saying the majority of people are going to do these things. I know several people that have done mail-in voting already, and uh, they 
so what aren't necessarily what they said it's going to affect is like um is the night of the yeah, election. Yeah, of course we won't get so results. The then. night of the election it's going to look heavy red in all of the states but then by the morning and like whenever they get all of the tallies in of the mail-in votes it'll change. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a while before we get results but my question would be is since they're doing offering the mail in voting, does that mean more people will vote? Because more people are registering to vote. I think that's the idea. Well is and, that they want more is that people why to vote. Generally conservatives are against it because more people voting is not necessarily good for their cause. Uh, no. Because the thing I, is I don't like the thing I don't think of it traditionally that way. is yeah, young people don't vote. Right. Because but you, maybe they would vote if they could do mail in voting. Right. Young people don't it's, vote, and then a lot of people have a hard time getting to polling places because of jobs or family stuff. I don't think you know young I mean? like, people should be allowed to vote. I, I think you should be 25. To I was be just going to say, I wholeheartedly agree that they should. you should be older than 18. Yeah, I don't think it's old enough. I don't think it is either, but then there's the... If they say your frontal lobe isn't fully formed until you're 25... But here's and that affects your decision making. This process, falls right, right into a meme that I've seen a million times of, uh, yeah, Pawn Stars. Like it's the Pawn Stars guy, and it says uh, it's something with the, like the U.S. government, and they're like asking the U.S. The kid is asking the, the U.S. government, like an eighteen year old kid is asking the U.S. government something, and his response is that Pawn Star guy, and he says, "Best we can do is war." <laughs> it's like so you're still allowed That's to go true. to war I mean, but you, you can't, can't do anything else yeah if if people can go to the military then they should have the right to vote right and that's kind of where I feel too. Like so I it, think it is way too young. But then again, if you're going to allow them to go and do this kind of thing, they should absolutely. I got have a, a solution. I got a solution. You have to be 25 to vote unless you're in the military. That it. That could be a solution. Because if you're in the military, you should have a right to vote, to vote for your war. Yeah, <laughs> I think it should go back to the olden days. I don't think this ever was the case. But I think it was proposed, like during the Constitutional Convention, okay, that only property owners would be allowed to vote. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, anybody that owns a home then would be able to, yeah, vote then, right? If you own a home or you own property, I mean, you, you got to be paying, to, you know. Yeah. the The argument there would be though, people are still paying sales tax. People are staying in a rental. Technically, taxes, property taxes, still being paid, even though you're a renter. That's so I true. guess that's not necessarily. It'd be really hard to do that in today's day and age. Yeah. I think. Be solid, though. It's a, it was a good idea. <laughs> you know, while it lasted, it was yeah. a good idea. Anyway, I don't really have an opinion one way or not on the mail-in voting, but no. I do have an opinion because of our experience with the Postal Service it during just, this snarf poster contest that they are terrible. It and certainly that makes is me concerning. rethink it. It certainly makes me rethink this whole... Sending anything in the mail thing. Yeah. Unless it's with Amazon. Amazon always gets me my packages. Yeah, Sunday, 8 o'clock at night All on a the Sunday, time. they're pulling in the driveway. You know how many of those vans I see every day? It's crazy. They're all over. It's crazy that they will come to your house at 9 o'clock at night. They will? Yeah, they've come to my house at 9 oh. o'clock at night. I've never had them there that The late. other day, this the Amazon lady called me, because they come every day to my, our house. <laughs> of course they do. I mean, because we buy a lot of our... Like grocery type stuff on oh, Amazon. Okay. So they're there all the time. Anyway, she calls me and 
She's like, hey, uh, this is so-and-so with Amazon. And they do that occasionally. Usually it happens I'm to never my dog is outside. If the dog's outside, they will not deliver your package. It's right. obnoxious. And Well, but he's vicious. I and mean, I've he will told eat them, them a million times. I'm like, just throw it out the window of the car. I don't care. Yeah, but a lot of times they have to take a picture of it. Okay, pull up to my grill and set it on the grill out your window, which is right there. But what if your vicious dog jumped up and grabbed their arm like a meat bone? Anyway, point being, so she calls me, and she's like, this is so-and-so from Amazon, and I'm like, okay. Just like that. <laughs> okay. Kind of passive aggressive. Yeah, very. <laughs> and uh, she goes, uh, your tone's all wrong. <laughs> You're talking to me all wrong. <laughs> Say it again, and I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Gertie Frobe. Um, anyway, so uh, she said, I just... Uh, I wanted, to like, I wanted to know if it was okay if I left this package outside. And I'm like, you mean the package you're delivering? She's like, yeah. Can I leave it outside your door? You were going to anyways. I'm like, you mean like every other package that's ever been delivered <laughs> yeah. in the history of mankind? Were you? Wait, the first question should have been, were you going to go in my house? <laughs> what? Were, you walk, were you walking in my house? The whole thing was very odd. And I'm just like, yeah, you can leave the package by the door. She's like, okay. Just wanted to make sure it was okay to leave it outside unattended. I go, oh, but it's a high dollar item, and she knew that. It's a big electronic thing. I don't know what it was. Oh, I don't know what it was. You're just always buying electronics, so I did not. I haven't bought anything recently, hmm. but possibly Marley did. But I don't think she made any big purchases. We we bought these new coolers, or like these. They're Under Armour, but they're like a water jug you know like for sports and stuff but they're big and we because everyone we've ever bought has been super cheap and they leak all the time so as soon as you try to drink out of it it just pours out all over you so we bought this one that other kids on the baseball team had had Grady oh, wanted it. Okay. so we got two of them one for grady one for grant and apparently this was a christmas present and i didn't know this and it was out on the front porch, and I got it. I was like, oh, hey, boys, we got a package. I opened it up and gave them to them. <laughs> and then Amy texted me earlier today, and she said, hey, those uh, water jugs were a Christmas present. Might want to tell me that before I give them to I, the boys. I think this week was uh, Amazon Prime Day. It was two days in a row. And I didn't participate, which is good because usually day. I buy a ridiculous amount of stuff. I know. That's when I got my uh, Roomba. Yeah, I got. Do they do it twice a year now? I don't because I always no, I thought they were in the. It was in the summer. I don't know. No, I think they only do it once a year. But I usually do buy a lot of stuff, and like sometimes it's really good stuff. Like I got Marley this set of. Uh, they're like AirPods, but they're not Apple. Oh yeah, the Chinese. But ones. they were like twenty dollars, and they're awesome. They're like better than AirPods. Yeah, but if you trace it back, I guarantee you, that's what brought COVID over. It's here. bugging. Like it maybe it's listening. No, it brought COVID. To Could the United be. States it's, because it's they're Chinese po- knockoffs. It's possible. Mm. One time I bought a cutting board, like a really fancy cutting board. I was really excited. Is about it wood? It. It's like three inches thick. Composite. Like butcher block wood. Yeah. yeah. Super nice cutting board. Never used it. It weighs like 100 pounds. Seriously. Just leave it on the counter. It is left on the counter. We like oh. set stuff on it, but we've never actually... You've never cut anything? Butchered on anything on it. <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to butcher, but at least slice and dice, man. Well, it's a butcher block. Well, right. Butchers use it, but you're not going to butcher anything. I Maybe. You don't know what I'm going to do. 
I do know what you're going to do, sometimes and it's I, not butchering. Sometimes I butcher things. Really? Yeah. I do when I shoot it. Butcher You butcher chickens, don't you? Uh, I haven't ever. Uh, they've been butchered by animals, but not by me. <laughs> by minks? Uh, but like rabbits and squirrels I have. That's about it. Doves. Yeah. That's all I've butchered. There you go. Not on a block, though. I've not butchered uh, anything other than pigs. And you've butchered pigs? Oh, many, many times. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I have an opportunity to go out to Iowa and do that. I once went to uh, a hog farm for a butchering day. Oh, yeah. But I've. That's what I'm going to do as well. I've done many for like hog roasts, yeah. Amy's uh, uncle is in the old hog finishing game. Yeah. And they just kind of they butcher a bunch of them all the time, the ones they have to get rid of. It's pretty quick once you know how to, what you're doing. Yeah. The meat he has out there, man. Gosh, it's good. Good meat? Oh, it's good. He's got some... Bruce, my man, you got some good meat on you. I've been thinking about getting into you. the cattle game. No, you haven't. Yeah, I have. You, We've talked about cattle so many times, and you've thought it was so dumb. You're like, why do you want all this extra work? Blech. Work, work. I don't want that work. And you made fun of me. But about I got, get, saying that exact same thing. I thought about getting into the cattle game with my brother-in-law. Yeah, but see, I got some pasture, and I feel like I'm really not putting it to good use. I thought people use it. They do, but I want to use it. <laughs> okay. So you're just jealous of others. We built a pasture for goats. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, when I was, I don't know, maybe I was in high school, maybe it was a little after. We had 60 goats at one time. We had a whole flock of goats. goats. A a flock of goats? What do you call it? I'm pretty sure it's a herd, yeah. We had a large herd of goats. There was a hot goat meat market at the time. Kinsman. And we thought we were going to... No, actually, we sold them in Morris. Oh, really? To Nick the the Meat Man. The guy that's right there next to the strip mall? Yep. Right there in the middle. And, uh, yeah, it's goat is like one of the only... It might be the only, but it's one of the only... It's uh, imported meats into the United States. Huge in-demand meat, and we don't grow have enough of it here, so it's actually imported into the U.S. mostly. Goat meat is in-demand in the U.S.? Hugely, yes, hugely so. I've never had it. Um, it's very good. You've had it? The re- Oh, yeah, many, many times. We used to have goats. Of course well, I had it. That doesn't mean you've eaten it. Um, the Hispanic people eat a lot of goat, and Muslims eat a yeah. lot of goat because they don't eat pork. Right. So at that time, we were getting, you know, they were just like as many goats as you can bring us. So we were just like, all right. So we start getting all these goats. Yeah. It doesn't take you long to realize that it takes a lot of 60-pound goats or 50-pound goats or 40-pound goats, whatever they were. Yeah. It takes a lot of goats. to make. You make like 10 bucks a goat. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah. You, by the time you do pay for everything, I mean, you don't yeah. make any money on goats. So eventually, we just kind of phased it out. Yeah, that was a... And then after that, after the goats, we're like, you know what we're going to do? Instead, we're just going to do... Um, we're going to have wild boars, but in pasture. Yeah. Fenced in. That's why we make it. That's why it's a seven-wire high-tinsel fence that I've goes all the way noticed. to the ground. Um, yeah, we're gonna, then we're like, oh, we're going to have boars, and then we'll charge people to come down and do boar hunting. Really? This yeah. was a thought... That you guys were going to do. Absolutely. This is what we were going to do. Okay. And we didn't do that either. It's probably a good thing because they probably, probably would have got it they out. They would have got out. 
And we would have had like a feral pig infestation because of the Harfords. If you notice in that one of those pastures, we had three different pastures at the time, but or four actually. But one of those pastures has like concrete tile set up and like different things sitting out there. That that was a playground for the goats. They need to be occupied. They need to climb stuff and yeah, because they're goats. I had goats when I was a kid. So, but uh, I just showed them for each. Yeah, I showed goats as well. The problem we kept running into is. They were getting attacked all the time. What would attack? What would coyotes? Other things like that. You got to have a donkey around. And we did. Oh, um, you did. Well, we had a llama because they were supposed to be good for guarding them too. The llama died like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it put it out to pasture and died. <laughs> I don't know right what away. was up with that llama, but it didn't last very long. And then we got a donkey, and but the donkey kept kicking the goats to death. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah, so we had to get rid of the donkey. It why, was a whole thing. Why was it kicking the goats? I don't know. It just go it, for fun. <laughs> no yes, it would just for fun go up and just <laughs> just drop kick them. kick the crap out of a goat. That's kind of funny. <laughs> I really wish that would happen like now. I think David Timmons needs to rethink his comment there. I have goats now. Podcast mascot. Yeah. Uh yeah. That have is you our seen mask. our podcast <laughs> mascot? It's a goat. It's a goat. Yeah, we have to have goats now. Yeah, that's why it's a goat, because we both have a fond affection for goats. I showed goats growing up. You showed goats growing I up. I did. We grew goats. Goats are one of the best animals, man. I mean, really. They we used to milk are. goats. We had a milking stand. So I have goat cheese, goat I, milk, all kinds of. Did I milk a goat or a sheep? I don't remember. But uh, with Hector, it was goats. I milked some goats with Hector. That was part of my job one summer uh, when I worked Can for... you milk a sheep? I don't know. Sheep's milk? Yeah. Sheep's yeah. milk's a thing, right? It's got to be. It... I have nipples. Can you milk me? <laughs> I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> but uh, that was part of my job. And one summer, I worked for a paving company in Verona. And part of my job, like two two or three times a week, was to go out to this little... It's right off Grand Ridge by EJ Cars. You go out back in the woods. He's got some pens set up. He had a bunch of goats back there. He showed me one time about uh, how to milk them, and then I had to go every day and milk his goats. Yeah, yeah. It was fun, you know. Sheep learned, are sheep is an animal you don't want. They have lots of veterinary problems. Do they? It turns out I know a large animal. Yeah, they're always prolapsing. They do. Every time at the 4-H fair, there'd be like six prolapsed sheep. Yeah, because they get terrible. stressed out really bad. But goats are like the lowest work animal ever. That's what you, we honestly. had them all around. So we would we had temporary fencing. They're the lowest work animal, but they get the shit kicked out of them from donkeys. <laughs> they kill llamas, and then they get eaten by coyotes. And we think, have terrible. coyotes I don't know if here. the goats killed the llama, but the llama died of mysterious <laughs> circumstances. So I don't know what happened. <laughs> But we used to take temporary fencing, and we'd take our goats over, and we'd fence off parts of the timber yeah. and let them out there. Clear they'd it out. Clear it out. They'd eat all the poison ivy, but they wouldn't eat like the oak trees and stuff, the little oak saplings. Yeah. But they'd eat the poison ivy. They love poison ivy. Really? Goats, they could just yeah. eat that? So, yeah. That's crazy. I got a lot of poison ivy by my house. Well, you need a goat. <laughs> oh, D- David T- Timmons said, no shit, it's your mascot. He said, I meant, do you want one in studio? 
Oh, no. No, no, no. no. Don't mention that to my wife. Why? Because she, like, desperately wants some goats. And oh, she I'm does? Not, not living where I live right now. Oh, no. You can't have them out there. No. If we move, maybe. Yeah, you're getting goats. We, we will, have, eventually. We'll just eventually connect pastures, and we'll just have goat country back there. That's why, when I was thinking about the cattle thing, I was thinking, that's garbage farm ground I got back there. Yeah. On that low ground. Yep. That connects to your pasture. Correct. So... If I just make that pasture, then it'll all be connecting. It would. And then we just need to have remote control gates so we can ride our Polarisus through. We don't have to get out. That is a good idea. Or just those cattle gates. I don't know if that'll work those... for goats, though. Have you... <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't work for goats. But you know those cattle crossings that they're like round bars in the ground? Yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. That cows won't step across them because they can't. How come nobody uses those around here? I don't know. They do it all in Texas. Yeah. They know how to do cattle country in Texas. That's true, they do. Bighorn. Sheep. Um, Craig, I'm in between listening to the podcast and playing Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo at a bonfire. I don't know what that is, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> Here's what I need you to do, Craig. Kerg. Kerg Blaze. Turn that bonfire off. Are you trying to light the universe on yeah. fire right now? You can't be having fire. Do you not right know now. it's fall and the humidity is like 25% and Red everything's flag. bone dry? Red flag season. We're at historic low soil moisture right really? now. Really? Historic low fall soil moisture. And anytime we've had soil moistures nearing this level, uh, drought has followed the next year. Really? 1980, 1988. I don't know about 2012. Don't ever talk about the 80s. No. When you talk about farming. No. Weren't the early 80s like really bad? Um, it's like when all small farms just died. Uh, yeah, well, 88 killed a lot of them. But That's, yeah. yeah. I knew it was in the 80s. I couldn't remember. Isn't that why there's a tomb, like a tombstone buried out by um, uh that tile place, you yeah. Know, uh, what's that cl- That's place that called? eighty-eight corn crop. Yeah, yeah. My my dad and his friends had a funeral for the eighty-eight corn right. crop, and they buried a they buried a time capsule in a coffin, and they had a headstone. The headstones in uh, in in my dad's shed over there. But oh, they took the headstone down. It I guess fell I'd, down. I never noticed. Um, but yeah, there was a, they had a whole ceremony. The WGN News was there. Really? They had a service. They had a funeral procession. Um, they had the funny thing about it. I heard is I don't remember who it was, but my dad and a couple of his friends they went on a hunt across the county to find the best looking ear or stock stalk of corn they could to put in the casket. Yeah, and they were just drinking whiskey out of the bottle. <laughs> And driving around fields because there was no outstanding corn because there was nothing to. It was to, that bad. It was that bad. Yeah. There was just like no. There was corn. nothing. So they're just driving through fields. Oh my gosh. To find a That's so farm. bad. I guess I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, it, it was bad. And then uh, my favorite is uh, one of my dad's friends, uh, Terry uh, Sagerbrook, came down from north of the river. He farms up north of the river. And he. He looked at all the guys down here and he said, if this was north of the river, it would have been a closed casket. <laughs> <laughs> would have been a closed casket. That's good. Um, I've got uh, I've got a, a spring stretcher for you, Chris. 
So we have a segment called, what is it called? Just stretches my springs. It's just stretches my springs, right? Yeah. This stretches my springs. Is mm-hmm. it that? Uh, sure. Okay. No, it's just stretches my springs. You know what really stretches my springs? <laughs> What's that, Jerry? Chris? So we have a TikTok. I don't know if you know this, but Snarf Talk has a TikTok. I solely run it and I only put up videos that <laughs> I make. you put up two videos. No, I have like seven out now. Oh, there's seven. More, way more. Yeah. I just made one yesterday. I made one yesterday and this morning. And we're waiting to hear back on a promotional deal with a, another TikToker that we're supposed to be collaborating with. We are. Yeah, right. A TikToker that we were going to shout out his show and he was going to shout out his show. Oh, yeah. Uh, close by, too, by the way, yeah. like a person we grew up with. So are we waiting to finalize the details of <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> waiting to finalize. Never heard anything back, which is fine. Whatever. Um, but anyway, so I've been making these videos. They're very fun. It's very fun to do. I enjoy it, and I'm going to continue. So if you want, follow us on TikTok. If you're on TikTok, it's at Snarf Talk. I don't have TikTok, and I refuse to download it because I'm not a pawn of the Chinese government. And nobody else is. It's just very fun. If you don't think you're being watched by all sorts of different people. Who am I being watched by? Your own government, first off. All of your metadata is being tracked by Facebook, Who needs metadata? So then what are you worried about? Uh, The Chinese government. Doing what with your stuff? They listen. They listen in. They're still listening in, regardless of (laughs) on TikTok or not. (laughs) I guarantee you. Anyway. And it also seems addictive, so. Like way higher profile people that are on there that they're going to probably listen to rather than Chris Harford. I don't know. Mazan, Illinois. I don't know. I don't know about that. Okay. Well, you're going to be on it because I'm going to videotape you. I should have done that tonight, but I forgot. Um, Because I was going to give like a studio. Oh, God. Don't do that. Our studio is a freaking mess. I don't care. Um, Anyway, so this morning I did a TikTok of my stretches, my spring. So I gave them a little bit of a like behind the scenes of what was coming tonight. This has happened to me more often than I I could ever count. And I don't know how. This should never happen to me. This should never happen to anybody. But when I'm in my truck, and it just happened to me this morning, twice, mind you, which was ridiculous, I will take my seatbelt off. I'm an avid seatbelt wearer. Took my seatbelt off, not thinking anything. I go to open my door. Boom, door's stuck. You go and look, my seatbelt will perfectly, like the actual metal latch has a hole in the middle. It'll go over top the lock, like the little lock knob that comes up. It'll hook onto the lock knob and basically imprison me in my own vehicle. And then I have to just flip it off of there. (laughs) But it's so annoying because I go to open the door and it's stuck. But the chances of this happening should be none. This should never happen. But it happens to me so often that now I'm just infuriated by it. Every single time it happens, I want to tear the door off my truck. I want to rip my seatbelt apart. I cannot stand it. I hope you never um, crash your truck into the Illinois River because that could be dangerous if you had your door stuck. Uh, Exactly. It's a safety concern. It is a safety. If I get my seatbelt off and it latches itself over my door lock that is unlocked, I still can't open my door. Entrapment. Yeah. Vehicle entrapment. I felt like a prisoner this morning. I felt like something was taken away from me today, you know, and I just will never get it back. You need to, I was thinking about this the other day, speaking of uh, going into the river. 
Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. In the com- in my combine, mm-hmm. above on the ceiling, there is one of those little hammers that break the windows, with and then oh, it yeah. has the little razor blade on the end for like cutting your seatbelt. Okay. Why don't they put those in vehicles? There's one they, in a combine. They expect you to carry them yourself. But they put it in my combine. Yeah, they did. So why don't they have one in your glove compartment of your vehicle? It should be standard. It should be standard. I think you're right. Or at least like on the roof, like a hidden compartment on the roof yeah. that you could just pull down. A little pull tab. I don't know if anybody's ever used one of those. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen them. I've seen them before where you have those. Like It's just like a handheld device where you just hit the glass and it'll automatically shatter it yeah it's the same thing with your hammer right yeah is it a hammer is that what you said? It, it looks like a little hammer looks like the little thing from don't break the ice yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just found that game in my basement oh it's a recently. terrible game it's great you know what's way better thin ice i don't know if i oh that's the one with the, the kleenex. Pizza kleenex yeah, yeah that game right that is pretty good way better than don't break the ice i agree erica said short people problems no, I don't think so. I think yeah. it must be because I've never had that, this issue with the seatbelt that you've had. I, it's literally just me taking my seatbelt off. I don't know how that has anything to do with height, though. I don't know, Jerry. I think it's annoying, and I don't like it. So, all right, there you go. What's next? Do we have a segment, a David Seen Top Was Wrong segment this week? David Seen Top Was, was he Wrong About Anything? Boy, man, he hammered you this week he did in text messages didn't you see those? about what um i don't even remember but i just remember it being very strongly worded and yeah like what was that? hard against you about you about you not um i can't remember it was about how you're never wrong and you know everything about everything yeah that's what it was it's but like that's true and he said he said i've never heard a i've never heard uh harford say like Oh, I'm very uninformed on this topic, and I would love to hear your opinion. Oh, I'd be more than willing to say that if that was true. <laughs> if it was ever true. But it isn't. So what are you going to do? Sometimes it's hard being you. you know? I don't think it's hard. I'm just saying, like, why would I admit something that, I mean, I would be happy to say that. You can never admit ignorance ever? No, like I can't admit known. ignorance, and I'm willing to. It's just I haven't found anything I'm ignorant of yet. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. I wish I was that way. I'm ignorant so many topics. I don't know anything about most things, <laughs> to be honest. Like most things I'm pretty dumb in. Yeah. But this is what it is being an adult. All right. So an adult is like acting as if you know all of these things to children. When really, you have no idea what the real answer is. Yeah. You're just like, I think this is going to work. And your kids are going to know no different. They'll be like, yeah. Dad knows this. My dad it's knows true. everything. Once you get older, it's amazing that you get. Once you get into like your thirties or forties, whatever, and you look at all the adults that were adults when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were like put up on a pedestal, and you're like, yeah, that you, that are now like almost like peers. You're doing the exact same thing, and when you talk to them and hear what they say, you're, you're like, like huh. how did you make it this far and not know this <laughs> type of thing? Oh yeah. That definitely happens, but it's it's like completely fake. It's like, don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain because it's all fake, all of it. Nobody knows anything. We're all faking our way through life. 
<laughs> that's a bold statement. <laughs> we are. I think some people know some things. Well, scientists, that's it. What is, uh, oh, Greg says the reason they don't put those hammers in all the cars, because Hank would knock out every window and every vehicle he's in. That's that, true. That's a very good point. What's Frozen 2 have to do with anything? No idea. Craig wrote Frozen 2, question Yeah, I mark. see that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Jerry really wants to do a snarfy of Into the Woods or whatever. I do. I tried it on my own, and it didn't work. No? No, it didn't work. And Lost in the Woods. Yeah. Yeah. The, the What's that guy's name? Sven? Kristoff. Kristoff. His, his reindeer is Sven. Yeah. Yeah, I always mix that up. It's very good. I love that song. I think it's incredible. I think we could do a good job at it. As long as you are involved, because <laughs> me by myself, I, di- I I didn't do it justice at all. What else you got? I got a little bit of news. There is a man apparently in in L.A. L.A. area that is causing a huge problem for LAX, the airport. Yeah. Um, and they've they haven't found him yet. They don't know where he is, but the police are on the lookout for him because it's a man in a jetpack. And he's been flying around, causing an issue for planes. They've spotted him twice now. The first time they saw him flying around, and he just kind of disappeared. Second time was just at the beginning of this week. They saw him. And it's not like a couple hundred feet flying around by the airport. He was seven miles east of the airport, they said. But a plane saw him at 6,000 feet. In a jetpack? In a jetpack. What kind of jetpack is this? I don't know. Nobody knows who he is. I didn't. I mean, I knew there were jetpacks, but I thought they were more of a novelty. Thing. I knew the military, like um, the European, like uh, the English SAS or whatever they are. They're like a spe- like their special forces. Yeah, it's like the CIA. For- they have some, and they've had video of them flying around and training with the U.S. Navy. A guy was flying like over the ocean and stuff. They were like on his hands. He like used his hands as propulsion and flew around what is, and what is landed the on a boat. I'm assuming it's not fire. I, like, I honestly have zero idea of the science behind jetpacks. <laughs> I don't but know. But we're writing a this comic is, about jetpacks. This is the one thing I'm ignorant in, Chris. <laughs> it's just one of the many things I don't know about. I think they're they're using like some kind of compressed gas, don't they? Instead of uh, heat, because wouldn't you like get burned pretty significantly? Probably, if unless you're you running a jetpack. You could put like a shroud around your body. <laughs> just on your I mean, back. I've seen the hydro jetpacks and those are sweet. Yeah, those look cool, but you got that hose hanging off of you. Yeah. And you certainly aren't going to make it to 6,000 feet. 6,000 feet. This dude feet. did. I wonder and if he wears a, um, a parachute. I would hope My so. My understanding of the jetpacks is they, they are, have a very short duration. I, I wouldn't even think you'd be able to get to 6,000 feet. So this is why everybody's wondering what's going on because. Nobody knows of jetpacks that work this well, yeah. but this guy has one, and nobody knows who he is. It's Elon Musk, I bet Pro- you. Probably. This is not on a related topic, but it is kind of because the jet, nobody understands how the jetpacks work. All right. This whole year of insanity, so mm-hmm. we got the protests, we got the COVID, we got the election. So like nothing is else is get, getting into the news cycle, right? It's very true. Like quietly, there was this whole thing about the CIA or the CIA or the Pentagon coming out and saying officially okay. that they have recovered unidentified crafts not of this world. What? 
the Pentagon came out. I didn't out. know this. Yes, and that isn't the number one news story. When did this happen? Uh, apparently sometime this year I heard about it on Joe Rogan. Um, oh, which, which episode? Because I've been trying to He talks to about it all the time. Yeah. Um, maybe that's why I kind of just kind of brushed it off because he does talk about it all the time and there's and they so many made, people on the a Pentagon show. made a UFO dedicated UFO unit that only investigates UFO so all sightings. this is true then like the Bob Lazar thing that him is what I mean this is only what I've heard on the Joe Rogan podcast I haven't fact checked any of it but according to what I heard on the podcast the the Pentagon and the CIA or the CIA or one of those I think it was the Pentagon came out and said officially on the record that they have recovered or I don't know if it was recovered or seen or investigated crafts not not of this world world. it was the language that they used according to him and that happened like this summer apparently this gives me chills like it gives me goosebumps thinking about this kind of stuff I'm gonna find the exact quote so ramble on about this topic while I look up the quote up (coughs) There's been the, the okay, pilot. I already got it. According to a recent <laughs> report from New York Times, a top secret Pentagon program has been conducted, conducting classified briefings for over a decade, analyzing various encounters between military craft and, uh, and unidentified aerial vehicles. I understand that because they could be unidentified crafts doesn't have to mean anything. Yeah. A lot of things are unidentified. According to the Times, the Pentagon stated that the program was disbanded, but a Senate committee report last month revealed spending on a program called Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. It was reported in late June that U.S. Senator Marco Rubio requested detailed analysis of the task force findings. The report stated that the committee supports the efforts of the task force to conduct and standardize data regarding unidentified aerial phenomenon as well as their links to foreign government potential threats. All right, let me keep reading here. That's crazy. There was this pilot that was on the Joe Rogan podcast that filmed the famous, it's called the Tic Tic Tac video. And it's of a, it, what looks oh, yeah, like a was white Commander Tic-tac. David Fravor. Yes. And he has, he was flying an uh, F 18, I believe. And they have video of this little Tic Tac spaceship that they didn't know what it was. They got very close to it. Um, and the way it was, flying and they had the trajectory of it and the speed of it. It was just like not of this world. And they knew this and the stories he had about people that work in the Pentagon that said that they monitor this, these type of ships off of the coast all the time. Yeah. And they were saying they were coming up out of the ocean, not just in the sky, but they were coming up out of the ocean and flying around and then they disappear back into the ocean. This is the weird that that was the weirdest part to me. Yeah, zero to sixty thousand feet in like less than a second. Yes, they just like it was like a instant, like a blip. Okay, according to this article, this is crazy. So, I mean, I knew this. And this is re- this is real. Yeah. So I I knew there's so they've been uh, they've been they came out they showed they they released several videos of UFOs the Pentagon did and said, we have, we, we have looked at these videos. They are authentic. They are videos showing saucer like objects. Okay. They don't, they're not saying that they're alien. They're not saying anything other than we have reviewed the videos. We are releasing the videos and we have determined they are authentic. Okay. So I don't know if you got, you know, this or other people know this, but 
like the leading expert. <laughs> this is so weird. The leading expert for UFOs, like right now, is is yeah. Tom DeLonge, yeah, the lead singer we, for Blink One Eighty Two. We talked about this. On <laughs> he here. has like dedicated his life to it, and he's a billionaire, probably. Oh yeah. And he worked with Hillary Clinton. He worked with the government on several things. He's got like an organization about this. Um, the Navy. Um, in September, the U.S. Navy acknowledged that three UFO videos that were released by former Blink One Eighty Two singer Tom DeLonge and published by the New York Times, were in fact real unidentified objects. That's the videos they're talking about. Okay, real unidentified objects. I'm not, they're not saying that they're alien. They're just saying that yeah. they, they are confirming that they're authentic, real unidentified objects. And um, there's so much more to it. I'm trying to find the exact quote. The Pentagon reportedly has found, quote, off-world vehicles not made of this earth. This is weird. In March, astrophysicist Eric Davis, who spent years working as a consultant for the Pentagon UFO program and is now a defense contractor, gave a classified briefing to the Defense Department on what he called off-world vehicles not made on this Earth. In other words, spaceships. This was in a New York Times article. We really need to find out more of this. It should be on the news. I wish they'd put it on the news so therefore more people would ask about it and we'd get more information. Because nobody's talking about this at all. Yeah. I mean, it's a little misleading because what he Joe Rogan was saying, and he was saying that the Pentagon said that this, but this, uh, this guy who works for the Pentagon as a consultant for the official Pentagon UFO program said okay. that. Well, all right. So, I mean, but does I, he still work for the Pentagon? Right. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> so... I don't know the details of that. He works for the Pentagon, but he's right. contracted by the Pentagon. He doesn't necessarily... This is all due to a new included. push by the Pentagon for this program moving towards an era of transparency. I don't see what it could hurt just by letting people know this. So all from now on, all identified aerial phenomenon task force related things from the Pentagon um, will be made public. Hmm. So that's big. So if they really do. So do you think that what is happening here is they're just like really they know a bunch of shit. Oh yeah. Clearly. They'd have to. This and, has been going on for so And they're just long. like slowly trying to drip it out. Yeah. Just to get people more familiar with the idea so it's not like an immediate shock to the system. Oh yeah, pretty soon they're going to be like, "Oh yeah, we have a whole alien community living underneath Las Vegas. Like we've been cultivating aliens for 20 years." Oh, I think Yes, we, we are, are back. back. It's uh, I think it's on a separate live stream though, which kind of stinks. Oh, a new live stream. So, pardon the interruption, folks, but yeah. there have been some technical difficulties that are unbeknownst to us. Yeah, but we have fixed them. We, I believe, uh, I believe we are very new to this live stuff. The problem is, is that we're playing something. All right, things are going all just fine, like a walk in the park, and then boom, dead llama. Yeah. <laughs> Dead llama. I don't know if it was killed by the donkey. I don't you know no if it was idea. killed by the goats. I don't Coyotes, know if it was co- killed by... Can a coyote kill bears? a llama? A pack? I don't think a coyote could kill Apparently, you don't know about pack warfare. All right? If you have a pack of animals up against one, I mean, and it might be a swift kicker, but if you got a pack... 
That llama's dead. So uh, I apologize to everybody that got kicked off. Nobody's back in yet. Some people are back in yet. So sorry about that. People are filtering back in. Filtering. Filtering. Um, sorry we missed you on Enhance. that. Enhance. We got to, you know, I think what happened was I set our streaming quality to HD. Oh, and we can't support that. We can't. We just. <laughs> we can't do HD. I ain't got time for HD. All right. All right. What do you got next? We've talked about, uh, just a little recap, folks. The UFO confirmed, well, or aliens. the UFO, the Pentagon confirmed unidentified UFOs, and, not of this world. Yes. And nobody's talking about it. And like Chris had said, he's like, do you think that they're just going to start trickling out information slowly so everybody doesn't lose their mind? Yeah. I believe that is absolutely going to happen. <laughs> and they're going to tell us that they're cultivating aliens. They're cultivating oh, them? Oh, yeah. So they they're not aliens D- then. Well, they got their DNA and they're just making their own alien race to fight for Humans the are? world. Oh, yeah. Then they're not aliens. Not anymore, but the aliens came. We've harnessed them and we're going to take their power to make our own army to fight in a space war. Okay, a space battle. Duh. Makes sense. It absolutely <laughs> makes sense. This is what the this is what the I mean, right now I'm going to say the US, but it'll be a world problem. You think it's going to be a global Absolutely. A global alien army. Yeah, but not aliens. We're gonna, basically just like they were little aliens. GMO creatures. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. GMOs, Jerry, great. <laughs> They're the worst. Um, Craig brought it up earlier in our last, before we got frozen out, um, that I did admit that I was wrong once about frozen. You did? Too. Oh, that's what he was talking about. You were wrong with that. Yeah. I was so happy when you said that because it's Cause I a far superior I can't movie. Admit, I can't admit my, my failings, Jerry. Every once in a while. Yeah. You can when you know it's just so blatantly true. All right, what else you got for the news? So Lord of the Rings is a series that's coming out on Amazon, and they've released that it is going to premiere in 2021. It's happening. But there's been this big um, internet, like, not debacle, but, like, issue. And somebody released that the new series was going to have a lot of sex and gratuitous nudity. Involved with this. In Lord of the Rings? Yes. <clears throat> I'm, this, in for, I'm in for that. This is not true. Oh, okay. Turns out there is going to be none of that because the Tolkien um, camp, as they say, is... Yeah, they're not going to be all ...involved that. with that, and he's he was never about that, and the camp is not about that, and they're not going to let that happen because they are overseeing the production. So that is not true. I don't know if I would be in for nude hobbits. You know, a little Hobbit on Hobbit action. Um, I mean, as long as they don't show the feet. Wizard stuff. (laughs) Yeah, don't show me the feet. But that's probably their thing. Feet. It's like their fetish. I don't know. But regardless of that or not, I'm I'm waiting for that show. Uh, uh, Golems. Golem. Golem. Hey, I thought we were gonna rewatch that whole series and talk about it on we had, here. We've had a lot of plans, Chris, <laughs> that just don't come to fruition. Nothing's happening right now. So it's harvest time. If you had a if you were waiting for a bunch of nudity in this new Lord of the Rings, not gonna happen. Sorry. Okay. That's fine. I can live without it. Um we were talking about Joe Rogan earlier and he had a guy on, uh Roy Jones Jr. Yes. He's a great boxer. 
one of the best all time. I guess I don't know anything about him really. I've never seen him box. I've never. Oh, you seen, haven't? Uh, you need to go back and watch some video of this. I've dude. played like as him and like Fight Night Round Three back in like the <laughs> PS2 days or whatever. He. What I did find interesting in this. So what I was gonna say is that. Very uninteresting podcast. I thought it was going to be really great. I actually started listening to that, and it was super boring. It just was real, real boring. I thought I was going to be more interested in it, and it turned out not to be that great. But he is fighting um, Evander Holyfield. No, that's not true. Mike Tyson. Mike Him Tyson. and Mike Tyson are fighting each other soon in November sometime. The fun part to find out is that Roy Jones Jr. was the lightest heavyweight to ever win the title. Really? At, I thought Mike Tyson was very light, too. He was only he, like 215. Right. He he wanted at 200 pounds. Really? Yeah. That's pretty and he, small. But he was a heavyweight, not a light heavyweight. No, he was a heavyweight. Nice. And won it at 200 pounds. That's pretty good. Yeah. I think it'll be a good fight. I'm super excited about this. I'm not like a huge fight fan. Me either. I, I mean, I, I used to go over to my friend's houses and watch like the big UFC fights like the... I remember the first fight uh, Brock Lesnar was in. I yeah. wa- we watched that, and I think one of the Tyson Fury fights. I was, and I like. I mean, it's fine. I enjoy watching them. I like probably enjoy watching boxing more than UFC. Um, I like going back and watching like old, it's a lot more technical, like Muhammad Ali or um, Mike Tyson fights. I find them interesting. Um, but I am really excited about this one, and I'm. I can't wait for it. I know. I really am, too. I think it's going to bring a lot of new people back into boxing. Not only was Roy Jones Jr. on the podcast, but I I listened to the Mike Tyson episode. He was on yes. the podcast, and that one was not boring. That man is very fascinating. He's incredibly and fascinating. a lot more intelligent than I expected him to be. That's the second time he's been on. Didn't you listen to him the first time? Uh, or I maybe even third time. I don't think I listened to the first one, but I did listen to this recent one. And yeah, it's very good. He's so, he's very smart. Here's what I was gonna tell that that I'm gonna tell you now though. You need to listen to the first one and then listen to the second one because the, it is two different people. That's what he has a completely different mindset now. When you listen to him in the first one, he was very laid back, carefree, like just kind of joking and you know joking around. In the newest one, he's very intense and like on point and. He didn't really like joke at all during the entire podcast. A little bit, but not anything like the first one. He's completely different. And Joe was saying that the whole time. Like, I can tell you're like super focused on what you're doing, and he is. And the weird part about the Mike Tyson was Mike Tyson uh interview was he was saying that he it's almost scary when he gets into this like mental zone of fighting. But he called it orgasmic. Yeah. He said, it scares me because it's almost orgasmic for me to get to this that, place. That part was really weird because he, like, he, whoa. He, there was more than just that that he was talking about. It, yeah. It was really fascinating interview because he kept uh, like talking about something. And I think Joe thought he was joking. And then he'd be laughing about him. And he'd get really serious. He'd be like, I'm not joking. Yeah. You should see the video. I watched it on YouTube as the video because this is before... He went to Spotify and they had the videos up and he was like literally dead staring at Joe right in the f- face, not laughing, stone faced. Yeah. And then you, you could see Joe like, oh, oh yeah, all right. And yeah. then he changed the subject because it's a completely different human being than the first interview. And I don't think he was ready for that. Pretty interesting. But Roy Jones Jr., 
boring as hell. Don't listen to that. <laughs> yeah, very, very boring. Yeah. What is David Seedentop? Plan one, write a comic book. About how we've had multiple plans. Oh, yeah. Going, yeah. We did write a comic book. Yeah, a, a couple. A, and yes, a couple. And we have like one, the, our, our comic mostly done. But he's right. We're not, we're not done. Yeah. And we have not been done now for almost two years. And I'll let you call us out on that because we talk about it all yeah. the time. And you know what? I, I appreciate you calling us out on it because we call ourselves out on it every single Thursday when we record. It's going to, it's going to get finished. After harvest. It really is. Yep. And this is going to be the fastest harvest in the history of mankind. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, if I had a place for it all to go, I would be done within a week. It's not hard. Just build more bins. Yeah, well. They're super cheap, and they're just like metal rings. You just put them up. What else you got, Jerry? We Disney? talked about UFOs. We talked about the boxing. We did. Uh, Disney Plus has a new animated movie coming out called Soul. I Yeah, I saw that. I don't know what it's about or anything. Is it basically like Inside Out? <clears throat> Let me read it to you. What is it that makes you? What is it that makes you, you? This December, Pixar Animation Studios' all-new feature film, Soul, introduces Joe Gardner, voice Jamie Foxx, a middle school band teacher who gets the chance of a lifetime to play the best jazz club in town. But one small misstep takes him from the streets of New York City to the great before, a fantastical place where new souls get their personalities, quirks, and interests before they go to Earth. Determined to return to his life, Joe teams up with a precocious soul, 22, voiced by Tina Fey, who has never understood the appeal of the human experience. As Joe desperately tries to show 22 what's great about living, he may just discover the answer to some of life's most important questions. Okay. The point of this is that, so far, critics have scored it all 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It, it has a 100% score so far. It hasn't been released. It's going straight to Disney+. Plus. They thought about a theatrical release. They're not doing that. Straight to Disney+, Plus, and so far, every review has been 100%. I'll watch it. The images of it, I think looks really dumb. I like Jamie Foxx. So do I. I like Tina Fey. Um, did you hear the news, uh, big news from Disney Plus this last week, by the way? I don't know. They I don't think have, so. They're completely reorganizing. Disney's completely reorganizing the entire company, and they're basically their sole focus is going to be streaming. Really? Not their sole focus, but their main focus is going to be streaming. And then obviously I mean, they'll still do Star Wars and Marvel and their big movies and stuff. But they've reorg literally reorganized the company around streaming as their, you know their why? premiere because of the writing's on the wall. Like movies are COVID. not the same. Yeah. yeah. They'll never be the same. It's gonna be hard to go back to the old way. Yeah. And we I, I call it the old way because it seems like so far, like so long ago that we got to go to a movie. Yeah. Their stock price jumped big time because of it. So obviously investors are Happy about that. It is the way. <laughs> this is the way. That's coming out very soon. When is that coming out? I think the 24th. Nice. What else you got? That's the Mandalorian yes, season, season two. two coming out soon. Um, and uh, Ahsoka Tano is going to be in it. Yeah. Rosario Dawson. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. Oh, so am I. Um, 100%. Yeah, that's, that's a big deal. Uh, 
this one's ridiculous. You know the movie I Know What You Did Last Summer? Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar? Yeah. Who else is in that? Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's in I that? had a huge crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt. Everybody did. My I talked gosh. about her because she was in that movie, Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. Was it her? Yeah, she's in that movie. Okay. With, is that with Heath Ledger? Um, no, you're thinking of 10 Things I Hate About You, and that's, that's exactly. Julia Stiles. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, no, Seth Green's in, uh, in um, he Can't Hardly Wait. He wasn't the main character, though. He was always no, a side character. I think the main character's name was Preston, but I can't remember the, guy, the actor's name. Preston Buxley. That's right. Yep, that was yep, it. I figured. That was also um, my first introduction to Blink-182, because the song Damn It was like the main song for that movie. Really? And that's what kind of launched them. Well, this one's uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yes. Kind of a horror film. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr.'s in it. So was Ryan Philippe. Yeah. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Everybody had a crush on him, too. Girls, anyways. And maybe, you. Maybe some guys. <laughs> He's a handsome man. Uh, anyway, they're making, they're developing this into a YA horror television series. Seems like a smart move. <laughs> It hasn't been announced on what platform. They just said it is in development. Um, and I think it's ridiculous. Why are we recreating all of these weird shows? Yeah. Do, do you think this was like, that movie was that big of a deal that you should recreate it into a TV series? It was a big movie. There was multiple ones. I think there was more than one movie. Wasn't there? Yeah, there was. Like, I know what you did the summer before last. Yeah. And I know what you're going to do next summer. Yeah, I think there was three of them. I do think there was three of them, and they were named similar to that. I know what you had done. <laughs> I know what you're going to do next summer. I, I remember that being a huge movie when it came out. I don't remember it being particularly good. but Those movies, though, I used to watch that type of movie all the time because that was what we did when we grew up. Horror movies? No, that style of movie. and then Slasher movie? That's what they were. Like Scream? Scream. They're making another Scream. Yeah. I mean, I could see Scream more than I know what you did last summer. I think some of the original cast is coming back for Scream. Did you know that that was based on a 1973 novel by the same name? Really? Yeah. I wonder how it was adapted, how well it was adapted. Um, I don't know. It said loosely based. Loosely based. Okay, I know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. I'll always know what you did last summer. See? Were the three installments of that. Yeah, that's not good. No, that's not good. Hopefully they don't name the episodes that way. <laughs> it's like one episode is its own thing. Yeah. I don't like that. Not at all. Oh, Craig says, as a government tool, you should know you got censored. That's why we got cut off the air. We did. We got cut off the air by the Pentagon. I'm positive we were releasing information. We were. We were breaking we news. Were. Yeah, because we have insider trading, and they can't <laughs> censor Joe Rogan because like 20 million people listen to him. So that's true. They're going to censor us, the people little guy. Isn't there a big political issue right now about Twitter censoring something? Or um, they a big censor right people all the time. I know, but I think there was like a big topic of. Biden was censored or Trump was censored. Somebody was censored on Twitter and pretty it was a sure, big deal. I'm pretty sure it wasn't Biden. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, you're right. No, yeah. Uh, no, I, th- I thought it was a t- uh, an article about Hunter it Biden. It was, it was, yeah. They took that off. It was uh, Kaylee, whatever, the press secretary. Her tweets were taken down that were talking about that uh, Hunter Biden stuff. Ah. 
There's so much scandalous stuff going on. Oh, dude. What is amazing to me is that anybody is surprised by that. Okay. So you right. got this basically loser cokehead son of yours. Yeah. Right. Fine. Whatever. There's been a lot of them. Yeah. And your dad's the vice president. Yep. And or name it, any other senator. Basically, senator up are the only ones that get in any real play. It's true. I don't think anybody cares about representatives. <laughs> <laughs> They're there. <laughs> Unless though. you're like trying to get into an Air Force Academy or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's what they do, man. They it's called nepotism. It's a thing. Like Absolutely. everybody knows about it. You're gonna get your cokehead son a fifty thousand dollar a month job f- working for a Ukrainian oil company. The funny part about it is, like, they're very hardcore about that in my job. Like, I would never be allowed to hire I, basically I'm not anyone in it's my okay. family. No, I know I, it's not. It's not. It's okay. It's not okay. But I'm just saying everybody's acting like they're shocked by it. But it's like politicians have been doing this for generations. Right. It's so like. I would never be allowed to do that. It's watched, you know, and obviously people would call it out if I was hiring people in my family or whatever to certain positions. But in their position, they're just like, yeah, we'll hide it. Don't worry about it. You got a job. You're going to get a bunch of money. Don't you think that should like pretty much like that whole, I don't know. I was reading a little bit about it again, David. I don't know about, I'm ignorant of the subject. Thank you for saying that. There you go. Thank Are you happy you. to hear that? You know, I, I am. I'm happy you said um, that. I was reading some articles. See, this is the thing. I started looking it up one night, and I was reading a bunch of articles about how terrible this whole situation was. And I'm like, yeah, this is awful. Like, he should not even be allowed to run for president. He should be, like, being charged with something. And then you, the next article I open, yeah. they're right next to each other. I'm like, oh... That's all bullshit. Like it's a fake news narrative. And I'm like, well, what's true? You can't know what's true. Are we living in a simulation? <laughs> <laughs> is anything true? I don't know. It's crazy though. It yeah, it is crazy, but it happens with every single politician you've ever known in your life. So I don't know. Yeah. Like are, should all of them not be allowed to run to anything? Yeah, like the all is, of Yes. Trump's kids are working. <laughs> I know. Directly for all of his businesses. <laughs> no, but like some of in, them are working for the White House. Yeah, in the White House. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. That was the, that was the last news thing I had. I didn't have much news after that. Because I haven't been paying attention to news much because I don't necessarily farm, but I have an in, in, indentured servanthood. An indentured servitude? Yes, that I am serving in. Yeah. So, and a regular job. But normally at my regular job, I could look up news. I have been uh, have been working a lot, but I'm not so much on the late night working anymore. You know what I mean? I've noticed. So we we were combining corn last night until like nine o'clock. Yeah, I got home at like nine fifteen, something like that. Not that late, really. No, no. In the grand scheme of things. You were in bed at like seven thirty. <laughs> no, you were like <laughs> sleeping. I think I quit at. 8.30 last night. Yeah, it was 8.30. I've been trying to, like, honestly, in previous years and all when I was younger and everything, shit, I'd be out there till midnight, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, all the time. Yeah. And now I'm just like, eh, it's going to get done. I know. The last couple of years, I we used to have this big whole, like, midnight oil burning yeah. thing that went on. 
you know, like a Facebook post, burn the midnight oil. And the big joke was that I posted that at like eight o'clock. Yeah. Um, but we really would run until like midnight. Yeah. It just doesn't really much happen anymore. Well, I mean, part of the problem is I don't want to have to pay employees <laughs> to be here till midnight. So Right. Um, I don't blame you. So we got to... There's a guy that works for me, and I don't really want to pay him till midnight, so we'll just do it. You should just it. have free help. Yeah, that would not, be nice. It's not that hard. Um, I do have some free help occasionally. That is nice. It is nice. You got an article we can read? Um, or something to talk about before what we're watching? Uh, yeah, because I don't have that much what we're watching. I did see this article, and I thought it was interesting. It's the worst superhero movies Rated the worst superhero movies. I feel of like all I'm time. gonna argue this. You think so? I th- yeah, I like a lot of bad movies. I don't necessarily agree with a lot of these either, but we'll go through some of them. Is um, it is it like fifty or there's thirty of them? Oh, all right, but we got we'll, time. We'll, not all of them. We'll have a lot of discussion about the number thirty was Punisher War Zone. I, you know, I never watched that Never one. saw it, but I did. It was directed by a woman, Lexi Alexander, and I did listen to her on Joe Rogan's podcast. Did you? A couple she of was years, on there? years ago. She's done other things besides that, obviously. Nope, that's it. That's the only thing she ever did, and it was a massive failure, and she was blackballed, blackballed. from the industry. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think she's like Swedish or something. Anyway. Um, Sweden. The number 29, The Punisher. The 2004 I, one. with Thomas the, Jane. Thomas Jane and John Travolta. I like it. It's a great movie. I love that movie. I thought it was really well done. Me too. I, they played the whole family part of it really well, like because his family gets murdered. I think I liked it more than the TV series. And nah, I don't no, know I don't about know. that. <laughs> that was pretty um, good. Yeah. You, you can't protect her, Rick. You can't protect her, Rick. <laughs> He's good. He's okay. John Barenthal. Yeah. He's, he's good. He's um, good for that one role. Number 28 was Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Again, if this was two <sighs> movies, the first half of the movie is really good. It is. The second half of the movie is terrible. But that's every DC movie. <laughs> yeah. Every DC movie does the same thing. First half, reigns you in. Second half, you throw your popcorn in the air and leave the theater. Yeah. It's not very good. I had so much... I had so much going into that movie thinking it was going to be like a world changer, and it wasn't. No. Um, number 27, this one I agree with, Suicide Squad. It should be higher. That movie is terrible. It's very bad. I didn't mind it the first time I saw it in theaters, Again, but yes. upon rewatching it, it is an awful movie. Yes. And the like faceless... Uh, bad guy creatures. Yeah. So ridiculous. And it made no sense for the whole movie. Like, why are they fighting these things? Uh, Will Smith was really good in it, though. He was very good. And obviously, Harley Quinn, she went far. Yeah. She, she had a good fine. character. Number 26 was Ghost Rider. You know, I like that movie, too. I do, too, man. Eva Mendez, Nick Cage. Come that on. was on your Nick Cage honorable mentions, I think. It was. It's a great, it's a great movie. Uh, Blade Trinity. Uh, you That's know, the I one with uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Yes, in one of his like million comic book movie appearances. Yeah, and he was like another Deadpool. Yeah, basically he was it. like the bad Deadpool from Wolverine. Oh, right? don't even don't even speak of it. That Deadpool, he was the same <laughs> character in Blade Trinity. Um, and also number twenty four is Ryan Reynolds in Green Lantern. <clears throat> another movie I kind of like. I didn't mind it. I, I don't didn't think it was terrible. I don't think it's bad at all. 
Unpopular opinion. It is unpopular. Number, Very unpopular. Next one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. That's the one you were saying you were wanting to watch again recently. Yeah, and I haven't, but it's on, uh, I believe it's on Peacock. Yeah. The streaming service, and I'm going to watch it with the boys. Because they watched the first two. That's the um, one where they go back to like the sam- feudal Japan. Yes, and I do remember it being one of the worst of the... I agree. The second I one's think the it, best. I think it is the worst one. The second one's awesome. Yes. Secret of the Ooze. Yeah, you got the ooze involved. It's not the Shredder's one involved. Vanilla involved. Ice. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He did the theme song yeah. to, that, to that movie. Uh, next one is Dark Phoenix. I still haven't seen it. You haven't it. seen it because I told you not to bother. I know. I feel like I need to go see it. Though. It's not terrible. It's just meh. Apparently, it's pretty bad. Um, next one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the, the Megan Fox one, the 2014. I don't care for them. I never watched it. So, I so I've seen two of them. I think they only had two. Yeah, I think so. There's another one coming out, though. <clears throat> I've seen both, and they were the boys liked them. Grady and Grant liked it a lot, but, that's, but they don't remember what Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were. Yeah. And that's not them. <laughs> Those movies are not the Turtles. No, just go back to the cartoon. Absolutely. You know, we talked about it before. You know who uh, sang the theme song? Aren't they recreating that? I thought um, they were making another know. cartoon. The guy who wrote and sang the theme song to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, Chuck Lorre, the creator of the Big Bang Theory. Really? And everything <laughs> and else. And every other show ever. I didn't know Mom, that. Mom, Two and a Half Men, all that. I'm yep. going to have to listen to that. Yeah, that was, it's his, he's singing it and he wrote it. Wow. <laughs> well, that's where he made all of his money. He, he I read an error. Listened to an interview with him once, and he did make a lot of money on that. You ha- he had to have. Yeah. That was a uh, big hit. Judge Dredd It's the next one. The original? The original. It's not that bad. Sly I remember alone. liking that one. I never saw the, re- the remake of it. Me neither. But it has... Uh, that was a long time ago. When did that come out? 1995. I thought it was early 90s. Carl, uh, Ur- Carl Urban is in the remake, right? The guy from uh, The Boys is in the he, remake. He is? he is? I think he's Judge Dredd in the remake. Oh, I didn't know that. That uh, kind of makes me want to watch him. Yeah, I know. 19 is uh, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. That was a bad movie. Yeah, not good. I like the first one. Second Here's one, where so you're going to get pissed. Oh, boy. Spawn It's the next one on the list. I don't think it's bad. That's great. I don't think that's bad at all. I think it's I a mean, very it's good movie. I mean, it's hokey, the effects and everything. But, yeah, but that's because of the time, like yeah. the time it was made. 1997. But uh, I think it's a great movie. It goes off the comic book pretty well. Uh, next one, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You know, I kind of like that movie as well. You know, it's fine. It's not that good. It, it isn't that good, but I didn't hate it. Now, that could be a huge franchise. It's like a popcorn. Why flick, are they you know? not remaking that? Because that's cause like Sh- the next Indiana Jones. Come on. That's Sean Connery's last film. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the last one he, he ever started. He didn't die. After that, the day after that. Oh, the he, day after they filmed it, he died. Yep, he did. He was shot. On the rock. <laughs> um, underdog, skip it. I don't know about that. Uh, Power Rangers, don't know about that. But, Howard the Duck. You remember that movie? Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good at all. Leah Thompson. Huge flop. Leah Thompson's in it. And there's... Like uh, sexual relationship between yeah, her is. and a duck. Yes, it's weird, and it's not hidden. It's like no, it's they, on Front Street. Yeah, uh, Kevin Smith has a funny story about that, where 
he had begged his sister to go to a comic book movie with him. And the first one he took, took her to was Howard the Duck. And he was thinking it was going to be this great movie. And then they sit down and watch it. And she looked at him and said, why do you do this to me? <laughs> She's like, I told you I didn't want to go to this. And then I have to watch a duck and a human being have sex. That was a George <laughs> Lucas movie, I think. Yes. Produced. Um, there is a remake of that coming on Hulu. Kevin Smith writing and directing. He's involved with it. Yeah. Um, the Spirit. I never saw it. Uh, I liked it. It's not great, but I really like Gabrielle Macht, who plays the spirit, but he's also in the show Suits. Okay. And then Sam Jackson's in it as well. And that's filmed kind of like uh, Sin City. Exactly. Like in that. Yep. It's like black and white with, yeah. color, with red. It looked interesting to me, but I never did watch it. Um, it's not good. Steel with Shaq. Not, that's not good. I have watched it. Here's that. one that you might not like. The Crow. City of Angels, though. Okay. I was not a huge fan of that. I liked the Crow franchise, but I wasn't a huge fan of it just because I knew Brandon Lee was not in it, right. and it wasn't the same Crow to who, me. Who was the Crow? Was it Edward Furlong? Edward Enigma, I believe yeah, his okay. name was. Um, by the <laughs> I way, don't know who. I just saw that guy in another show. The, the Edward Enigma from Gotham? Yes. Really? He's in a show. I've never seen him in anything else. Um, I'm going to find out what it was. All right. I'm looking that up. Next one, uh, Jonah Hex. I didn't watch one it. One of Josh Brolin's 8 million comic book movies. Who, that are not, that are none of them are good besides Thanos. Like, that's the only one that's Deadpool. good. Deadpool. He plays Cable. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That was good. That's a good movie. Uh, <laughs> Turns out people like that. Uh, Jonah Hex is terrible. I couldn't even finish watching it. Really bad. Uh, Superman 4, Quest for Peace. Um, is number nine. Number eight is Batman and Robin. Ice to see you. I mean, that's not good. It's a bad movie. <laughs> that's the worst one. And the Bane is terrible. It is really bad. Um, Ice to see you. <laughs> I want. I need some more Arnold Schwarzenegger though stuff. You do. So, did you hear? Um, they were gonna do a screening of Kindergarten Cop. In Portland, Oregon, and it, it got shut down. Why? Because boys have penises and girls have vaginas because of that? Land? No, it got shut down because of people got started protesting because of the positive portrayal of police officers. Oh. Portland is the worst. <laughs> Man. Um, number seven, Electra. I don't. It's terrible. I movie. never saw it. Terrible. Number six, Supergirl. Never saw it. Number five is the Holly Berry Catwoman movie. That's hot garbage. That's really bad. Number four is another terrible movie. Fantastic Four, the new one. Yeah, that's really bad, Josh too. Josh Trank. Did you watch that? I have seen it, yeah. It's a tough watch. It's, it's bad. Nice looking. Like they, The yeah, effects great. are great, mm -hmm. but it's not good. Um, number three, I know this is one you hate, Son of Mask. Yes, Son I do. Son of the Mask. I do hate that. Jamie Kennedy. Yes. So bad. It ruined it ruined the franchise, and they really could have had a really good franchise if Jim Carrey would have agreed to uh, go along make with Make $20 million. But he is making another one, I think. Oh, that's the show that the Edward Enigma guy's on. He's in Utopia. He's one of the characters in Utopia. Oh, how did you think of that from I was. Mask? I've been looking it up. Oh. Anyway. Okay. Number two... Zoom, never seen it. 
Oh, I saw that. I think. Tim Allen? Yes. Is it Courtney Gra- Cox, Chevy Chase. Grady loves it. Really? Oh, yeah. Is Grady and Grant love it. Yeah. All right. Number one, Max Steele. 2016. Steele is with. I don't know any of the actors. Never heard of them. Oh, Bereft of care. I don't. I don't know. A 16-year-old Max McGrath. Oh, is that the one where he gets like a robot? Yeah. Isn't that with? Uh, no, that's not the one with Hugh Jackman. That movie rocks. That's what I'm trying to think. The, with the robot fighting. Yes. Is that Max Steel? Because that movie was awesome. No, this is something else. It's oh. got a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my gosh. And a 48 percent. Uh, audience score that's a really bad score what was max Steele about then tell me what that's about um i know that name i just can't think of the movie at all yeah i i don't even i don't know i don't even know i'm not gonna look it up i'm trying to look it up but i don't teenager max mcgrath discovers that his body can generate the most powerful energy in the universe Steele is a funny slightly rebellious techno organic extraterrestrial who wants to utilize Max's skills. When the two mate, they combine to become Max Steel, a superhero with unmatched strength on Earth. They soon learn to rely on each other. Okay. It's not good. Yeah, it's not good. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. Here's what I don't like about the whole live feed uh, comments thing, is that they're never in order. So, like, if you if if these people are writing comments, I don't, I don't even see any comments. So, I, this whole live stream is screwed up tonight. Do they, you, do, are there comments you're seeing? Yeah, there are comments on here, but none of them that we haven't seen before. But none of them are in order, so you can never tell who's commenting when. Oh, that's, that's annoying. I don't know. Um. Anyway, what do you got next? Nothing. That's it. That's all I got. All right, so we're on to what we're watching then. Yeah, what have you been watching, Jerry? So we've talked about it a million times, and we're going to talk about it again. The boys finally ended. They had their season finale last week. Yes. Last Friday, was it? Doesn't it come out on Fridays? Thursday night, yeah, Friday, something like that. And we've, again, we've said it a million times, but if you are not watching this show, you need to be. Yeah. If you've watched the first season, great. Get into the second. If you haven't seen either, start from the beginning and watch it all in one night. Some people didn't like season two as much as season one I've read. I what? I, I thought season two was far, far superior. Far superior than the first one. I Just because all the introductory bullshit's out of the way. Is done. Gone. I like... I didn't think this season was as slow because of that. Yeah. So the first season gets a little bit slow in the beginning because there is so much introductory involved to each character but now since you don't have to introduce anybody basically except for the one new character a couple well a couple new characters it flew and yeah. it was awesome there yeah. was so there is so much story involved with this show that yeah. i loved it i did too i thought it was great i highly recommend anybody watch it i don't know if we want to get too in depth into the season finale because no there's people watching the live stream that may not have seen it yet. Yeah, I wasn't going to get in-depth on the actual episodes, uh, but this show is pushing boundaries of TV shows that I've never seen before. And granted, it is a streaming service that you have to pay for, but I feel like Amazon Prime, a lot of people have. Yeah, for sure. And it is. It just has pushed TV to a whole new level. It's graphic, man. I've never seen anything. It's shockingly graphic. Here's the thing that I think is different about this show, though. It is graphic, and there have been other graphic shows that kind of 
are off-putting because of how graphic it is. I think it does it very well. I think it's graphic, but the but the show is still good because of it. Like I think they play very well together. When he lasers that dude in half, that is crazy. there's a there's a lot of that. And the guy that I'm talking about, the soldier that was in his cabin. Yes. Holy cow. Yes, it's insane. The 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 biggest one was that courtroom scene was insane. Obnoxious. I did like the ending with uh Stormfront and Everything about that. Was yes, cool. I absolutely loved it. I loved the the big ending with Homelander. He's all covered in blood, standing in the woods, and like he has to I really didn't necessarily. Agree. I don't know that what happened at the end would would have been what would have happened. It seemed well, a little convenient, he, but he does have a huge ego. He does. He has to be loved. That's how he gets love. Right. He had to really think about what he wanted. Should I murder all of these people and be done with it? Or do, do I get this like ego trip of everyone praising me, you yeah. know, like a God, because that's what he wants to be, basically, or wants to be looked at as. And it's, it's just insane. You need to, everybody needs to watch it, hands down, watch the show. There was a guy that I deployed with. I was in the army with him, and he had just started watching it, and he said... He said, I just started watching The Boys last night. He said, thought I'd give it, you know, a chance. He said, it didn't really look too interesting to me, but I thought I'd give it to the, a chance. He said, next thing I know, the sun's coming up and I've lost eight hours of my life. <laughs> and it was hilarious because he's like, I'm, he's like, I realize this is a good show. He's like, I'm just concerned that I can lose eight hours of my life that quickly to TV. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's what happens. That's why I liked that it came out week to week. I actually did enjoy that. I I do. I think that changed it for me too. I think it yeah. made it more enjoyable. I prefer that, honestly. I, I do. I do too to a show like that, especially. Yeah, because it really does build the anticipation, and you can live with the show a little longer than one or two days. Right. You know, because there's only eight episodes, uh, and if you watch two episodes a night, I think you're, it, you're done with the show. And I kind of wish it would have would have been ten. Maybe it was. I don't even know. No, but. it was eight. But I wish it would have been 10. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it looks expensive, but yeah. So I talked about story, like so much story involved. I'm still watching a show called uh, The Last Kingdom. I it should be starting season four soon. We finished season three, but I need to start season four. Um, the amount of story involved with this show is enormous. Oh, yeah. And I feel like the writers should have every award... <laughs> ever given to writers because they have had to come up with so much stuff. Like every episode is an hour long, but there is so much crap that happens in every episode. And I think about it like writing all of this. It's I'm like, holy Just shit. Just the amount of dialogue too. There's a lot of talking. I guarantee you writers died during the creation of this. Lisa said, uh, I lost about a week in my life when I turned on the last kingdom. Dude, me too, because I never even heard of the show until after the final season, this last season ended, this yeah. summer, I guess. And I watched the entire, what is it, four seasons? Yes. In I don't know less how you, than a week. I don't know how you did it. I, I really don't. I, because it, it's just so much. I took off days of work to sit at home and watch it all day. Wow. A day of work. I should do that. I should do I that. I got sucked in. And I couldn't help it. I mean, I've been sucked in, and Amy, Amy and I did that one day. 
but literally we watched it for As eight I hours. Your children. Yeah, you had one of them, and then another family had another kid, and we only had one kid in our house, and we just basically threw food on the ground and locked them in a room. <laughs> um, no, I think he went over to my mother-in-law's for a while. We were home alone for quite a while, and we literally just sat and watched the show. But we watched eight hours straight. We watched eight episodes straight, and that didn't get us through a season. <laughs> no. There was crazy. still like three more episodes left in that season. So... I felt like we got nowhere. I don't know how you did it so fast. You were listening or Amy, you were watching this for a long time. Amy says, I'm obsessed. Uhtred, son of Uhtred. <laughs> yes. Told you, dude. Uhtred. He's so good. It's a great Uhtred show. Ragnar, Ragnarsson. Yeah. Yeah. That's another name of his. I, that's the confusing part is. The names. The names. Yeah. I, th- I think it's so much better than Game of Thrones. I, lo- I love the Game of Thrones, but I think it's I a thought you show. were insane for saying that in the beginning. Especially, even if it, I'd already seen the first season, and I thought, yeah, that's a little, you know, that's a little bit overstepping, I think. Um, now that I'm done with the third season, yeah, you're spot on. It's, yeah. It is better. I love the politics of it. That's one of the things I like about it. It's kind of like a political show. It's kind of like an action show. It's kind of a lot of different things. But I think you care about these people so much more, too. They bring you into their lives so much better. I just told Amy when we were watching an episode in season three where a certain character dies and his wife, uh, who considers Uhtred like a, like a brother, you know, like brother and sister, and they're literally sitting around this fire and she finally like breaks down to him and like accepts him as a brother again. Cause she was kind of written off for a little bit from her. She hated him, was going to kill him. Then this guy dies and they get back together and they have a moment where they're sitting at, around this fire and she just loses it and starts talking about how she's still loves him like as a brother. And they just have this dialogue back and forth. And when it was done, I looked at Amy, I was like that, is so good. Like that was so good because you, I really felt like I was like, that didn't even look like acting to me. Like I felt bad for her really like the whole time. It sucked me in so much. Uh, Lisa said, I got a lot of laundry done that week. Well, I didn't get any laundry done. No. When I watched it. No, but Amy and I didn't either. But we, she did say she was pissed when it abruptly found out that she watched the final episode and didn't know it. I did the same thing. I'm just like watching it, watching it, watching it. And then I'm like, it's done. And immediately I'm scrambling. I'm like, wait, when's the next season come out? Oh, this season just ended like so a week before I started watching it. Oh, really? It. Or I don't know when it was, but it was so recently. Season, season four just recently came out. And yeah, ended. so it's next summer is season five. And that'll probably be delayed from COVID. Yeah, probably. I guarantee you they haven't been filming unless they film out in the wild, open air, you know? Yeah, they probably do. But uh, I was... It was on Joe Rogan, actually. They were talking about how it's one of the reasons that, that a lot of things aren't getting filmed right now is because it costs like an extra million dollars. Because of the COVID. Just for testing and having nurses there. The and safety blah, blah, blah. stuff. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's what I said about the, the Batman. I think it's the Batman movie, the Matt Reeves Batman movie that they're filming. And they said that uh, when they came back to set after being shut down, they had a new 100-page safety manual for COVID. Yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. Um, so the about the only thing, I have some things I've been listening to that I'll talk about later, but as far as a show that I've been watching, the only show that I've been watching, and I haven't been watching much, obviously, because I've been working all the time, but the one show I've been watching is still 
Star Trek Discovery. Oh, yeah. Uh, CBS All Access, which I subscribe to just to watch this show. I was planning on catching up on the two seasons during my seven-day free trial. Didn't happen, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping to not pay for it too much longer. But I just finished the first season. I love this show. I think it's great. Um, it it can be a little slow at times, but it is... I mean, it's not... It's more action-y than Star Trek. It's basically... You know, the whole premise is they're like at war. Okay. So it's definitely a war action show, basically. Really? Um, and I really enjoy it. We've I've talked about it before, but something struck me. Oh, first of all, finally I finished the first season. The there's uh, the f- ending of the first season is fantastic. It's got a great twist that you never see coming, and I just love what they do with it mm-hmm. in general. Um, it gets a little ridiculous at times, but I still really enjoyed it. The one thing I was thinking about when I was watching this show, because we talk about this a lot, and that is like this big push right now for diversity, right? In yes, in shows, and how a lot of times it's just like so in your face or like on the nose or like they point it out Very or try so. and make like a thing about it, like in Captain Marvel when they play like I'm just a girl, yes, by no doubt during the fight scene or like in Endgame when they have all the females land, they're like whatever, and there's. Um, I mean, the original one to do this was Lord of the Rings <laughs> when it the was. girl's fighting and she's like, I'm not a man, and she kills the guy. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, things like that. And we just, it just got brought up because of that trailer I was, we were watching for the, Enola Holmes. Enola Holmes. Where yeah. uh, it's like, the world's greatest detective, the world's better detective. Right. You know, whatever. And then go and watch the movie because I finished it and it's, it's not very good. It's just... There's no there's no substance to the movie whatsoever, and it doesn't do a very good job of being like like woman forward or like female centric because the way they play it out with this love interest with this boy, she basically just abandons her whole story to follow a boy around. Right. What is that? Well, anyway, the reason I bring this up is because I think Star Trek Discovery is the perfect example, and we've had other examples in the past. Yeah. Where you have a strong female lead and you don't even notice it because it's they, written correctly it's just the story is what's important yes and the character within that story and how that plays like the gender of that character shouldn't matter and it's great i yeah. think that they want they do this diversity in casting and they can have female leads i think these things are good things but when it's done this way, where they're not like making a thing about it. Right. Like it's so good, it's natural. They don't make a thing about it. She's perfect and you never think about it. And she is great. The main lead in that show. Who is it? Yeah. Ah, uh, she's been in other stuff. I can't remember her name. Okay. Um, she's not like a superstar, but she's been in like movies and stuff. Um, so I just I it it just I got to thinking about it, and I'm like, this is a great example of um, like where the story is treated correctly and it doesn't matter, and that's the, what you want. Right. That is the representation that I think is good to have. So this is only on CBS All Access, right? It is, yeah. It's only on the streaming And you app. have to pay for that. Yeah. They didn't go the Peacock route where it's free. It is. There's two levels. There's like $4 a month with ads. 
or $10 a month with no ads. See, Peacock is free, but it does have ads. Yeah. And there's ads and, you know, it's annoying. Last night I was like, kept getting tripped up by the ads because I fell asleep during a couple of the episodes. Yeah. And then you try and rewind, but you got to, then you got to watch like seven ads in a row. Right. And That's I'm like, annoying. you know what? I'm just going to pay the $9 a month because I'm, I'm only going to have this for one month. Yeah. And I couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you still chief. didn't do it. That's funny. So, um, um, but yeah, Star Trek Discovery. I know a lot of people out there will be like, oh, I'm not a Star Trek. I don't want to. It's, it's, you don't have to be a Star Trek fan to watch it. That's kind of how I am. I'm not really a Star Trek fan. You don't have to like be a super nerd to watch it. It's very accessible. Like it's a very exciting, action-packed show. Okay, anybody I think could watch and enjoy the uh, and enjoy the cast is incredible. Um, I really liked everything about it, and I'm super excited to get started on season two. Hmm. Good. I have uh, two more things I was watching. I finished season what was it, eighteen of Hell's Kitchen, which is well worth it because I love that show. It's garbage television. I get it. It's highly you know, edited and very produced. Yeah. And that's fine. What was kind of refreshing though, about watching it on Peacock, nothing is censored. So it's what they say is what they say. There's no bleeping them out. And I kind of liked that because it made the show feel a little bit different to me. So you hear Gordon Ramsay, like curse them out. You hear all of the contestants yell and scream and say the F word. And I liked that. Um, I just love that garbage television. I really do. I love cooking I shows. I like Hell's Kitchen. So Hell's Kitchen's so fun. It's no kitchen nightmares, but... And it's no Top Chef either. I love Top Chef, um, which is hard to watch. You can only see it on Bravo all the time. But they do have Top Chef on Peacock, but they only have 17 seasons. Oh, my gosh. Only 17 seasons to go through. Well, I've seen all of them. The newest season was 18, I believe, and it's not on there, oh, which okay. is annoying to me. Um, and then the newest one I just started watching last night, I got home from farming and I had drank a bang energy a little too late in the night and I was still awake. So I decided to watch a show and I knew that the, I had seen like an advertisement on Peacock, Peacock the night before of a show I wanted to watch or a couple nights before. And I was looking and I couldn't find it. And then last night when I turned it on, boom, very first ad for a show called Mr. Mercedes. Oh, yeah. So this is a book written by Stephen King that I read. It's a trilogy, actually. It's a the Bill Hodges trilogy, but the very first book is called Mr. Mercedes. And pretty big book, but very easy read. Pretty quick, because you're sucked into this book so quickly. I loved everything about it. Um, big fan of that book. So I wanted to watch the show. And the very first episode sucked me in just like the book did. Because it's exactly, so far, I saw two episodes, the first two episodes. And so far, each episode is exactly depicting the book. What, what is this on? Uh, it was, it's on Peacock. Okay. I don't know what Mr. Mercedes came out on originally. Um, I have no idea. It says... Uh, a Peacock exclusive, but it's already been out. It came out like 2017 and 2018. Oh, okay. There's only two seasons, and I think it got canceled. Hopefully they finished the story. Maybe it was a limited run, and they actually finished the whole story, and then it's over because it's called Mr. Mercedes, and there's only one book about that. But it's So incredible. I assume it's about a guy who drives a Mercedes. It is, and he kills a bunch of people. So the, the basis of this story he is... He runs over people in his Mercedes? He does. 
Oh, is that for real? Yes. So there's a bunch of people in line in the middle of the night, like early morning, three in the morning, waiting for a job fair. So there's this job fair. Guy walks up to it, and he's thinking he's going to be the first person in line, but there's already a bunch of people waiting. And they're all kind of like bummed out, but he's standing next to a woman with a baby, and she doesn't, she can't afford like a babysitter, and she needs to get a job, and she's a single mother, and they kind of bond in this line. Well, then all of a sudden, a Mercedes shows up out of nowhere, and it's just sitting there with its lights on. And everybody's like, what, what is this? Like, what's going on? And then a guy puts on a, he has a clown mask on, but he's wearing gloves and everything. And then all of a sudden he just goes wild and starts driving through the crowd, murdering all these people. And they never found out who it was. And Bill Hodges was the main detective on the case. And he ends up retiring before the case is over. Well, he's been retired, pretty depressed, uh, put a gun in his mouth at one point and then decided not to do it. Has a young kid that mows his lawn. He has basically nothing in his life. He's very depressed because he does, he's not on the job anymore. Everyone's very concerned about him. And during this time, he starts getting messages from Mr. Mercedes. The guy calls himself Mr. M. You know who the killer is, though. So they tell you who the killer is, and you just see the dynamic between Mr. Mercedes and Bill Hodges, how they're living their life in the same town and how it all intersects uh, because he keeps sending him these messages There's a really weird dynamic between Mr. Mercedes, the bad guy. He lives with his mother. Really strange there. There's a weird thing going on there that I'm not even going to touch on. Uh, The guy also sells ice cream. He's an ice cream salesman. He works at a tech shop. Just There's a lot to this story, and it's really, really fun, and I think everybody would enjoy it. It's kind of horror, not really. It's more of a thriller than anything. Uh, like a really intense thriller. I love it. Hmm. I loved the book, and I think I'm going to love this show. The main character of Bill Hodges, I've seen this guy before. I think he's got like an, like a Scottish accent or an Irish accent. And I've seen this guy in a bunch of stuff before, but he's playing him really well. And the funny part about this, the, the reason I think I love it, is that the visual of what I saw in my head in the book is what I'm seeing on screen, and that's what I really like. Like the way they've depicted Bill Hodges in the book and the way he is on screen, I think they knocked it out of the park. Uh, Brendan Gleeson, yeah, I've seen that. He's guy's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, lots of stuff, and he does a really good job in this so far. So check it out, I think. Um, wait. Is Bill Hodges in The Outsider? I don't think so. Um, oh, okay. No, I read The Outsider. I don't think he was in that. Um, anyway, what else have you been watching? That was it. That was the last one I watched. Just started that last night. Hopefully I can finish it up. There's two seasons to it. So like I said, uh, I don't know how many episodes a season yet. I didn't really pay attention to that much, but they are an hour long. So there's a lot more to go through. The only thing I've been, uh, other than that, since I haven't been able to watch a lot of stuff, I have been in the track I combine a lot. So I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, and I know we've had people ask us before to do like a top 10 podcast list. Yeah. And I tell people, I'm like, I don't listen to that many different ones. I don't listen to 10 different. I, you, I have over the course of my years. But Nobody wants to know. I listen to a lot of like writing podcasts, like with writers on them that yeah. just talk about them writing. Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but I have been listening to a lot of, a lot of Joe Rogan, um, 
a lot of his most recent podcasts, I think, have been pretty boring. To be yeah, honest. they really have. Um, and I'm like trying to struggle to go back and find things that interest me. I really like when he has like scientists and like yeah. psychiatrists and doctors and stuff like that on. M- he hasn't the, had a lot lately. Most of the comedians he has on don't do it for me. I, there is one that like I never want to listen to them when the podcast when he's on because it's like it's too much sometimes. Okay. Um, it's Joey Diaz. I can't handle him. But he, he's I'm, funny. I'm super glad when I do listen because, man, he's an entertaining guy. He is very entertaining, but I can't handle it. I can't. It's just too much for me. It's like <laughs> so over the top that I'm just like, oh my gosh. It's 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 um, tiring, but yeah, it it that it is. That's how I feel about it, and that's why I don't ever usually finish them. Yeah. Um, there was another one I, I listened to that I was like literally dying laughing out loud, and I can't remember off the top of my head who it was now. But some of the ones that jumped out with me is that Mike Tyson one. Yeah, it was really good. Um, there's one recently when he has Graham Hancock on, who I always like when he's on there. Um, I don't know him. He is like a scientist, I guess, but he's he talks a lot about the. I think he either talks. He didn't write the book, but the sacred mushroom and the cross. Okay. He's always talking about that. He like yeah. is a researcher of like psychedelic, like basically psilocybin mushrooms yeah. and stuff like that. I always think that, I just think that stuff is super fascinating. Yeah, oh, I know you do. And they talk about it. Uh, and this one isn't great because he's over Skype, which kind of sucks. I hate that. But but the gist of the uh, podcast was they were talking to him and another guy who is a scientist that's researching like ancient depictions of mushroom use throughout history, like going back to like really? the Egyptians and and like they first when they started making beer, essentially mm-hmm. like alcohol, they were putting mushrooms. They were in putting it? mushrooms in it. And it's just really interesting, like the early development of mankind, like through our ancient history and the use, significant use of hallucinogenics yeah, in the formation of our religions and as it relates to major events that happened in human history is fascinating to me. Really? Yeah. And it, I mean, a lot of this is like theoretical, but the guy that was on there is like proving a lot of these things because they're testing chalices and cups and different things that they're unearthing and finding these chemicals in them really yeah i didn't know and that like jugs of wine from like the greek and roman empires and then they're like testing them for chemicals and they're finding like psilocybin and stuff so in. all these people were all hopped up on mushrooms yeah basically everybody in the they talk about uh, well this sacred mushroom in the cross book which is what came out in the 70s um and it was kind of like at the time like widely panned Probably by religion, I would assume. <laughs> um, but it and, and and nothing in it's necessarily been proven. It was theoretical, although they're kind of going back and tr- and proving a lot of these things. But um, the formations of early Christianity, as it came from paganism into Christianity, and at the time, a lot of these people having experiences with hallucinogenics, it was like a part. People now think of it as a recreational drug, right? Yeah. These things. But, you know, it isn't, you know, even go back, look at Native Americans, they use them in spiritual ceremonies. And this is what they're saying. They use these things in spiritual ceremonies back then. Yeah. There's 
there's think there's a lot of thinking that Moses, when he went up in the burning bush, could have actually been an acacia bush, which has DMT in it, which is a hallucinogenic drug, natural compound, yeah, but causes. Don't Indians use cactus? Uh, ayahuasca, right? And then uh, it's a it's a form of it's from cactus, right? Yeah. What's that called? Peyote. Yeah, peyote stuff like that. Peyote. So, and these are part of like their religious ceremonies. Like they, I think, the part of like becoming a man. They go out. In Is the this woods, what this take, guy was talking about? That, but as it this this guy was speaking more on ancient history. So, like the use of these things back in like the Greek and Roman empires, and then into early Christianity. And I just find it very fascinating. There's lots of things that we in early Christianity, like specifically surrounding Christmas and mm-hmm. other holidays, like yeah, early they, depictions of Christmas always had mushrooms and things like that. And didn't they say that's where Santa Claus came from? Yeah, something like that. Uh, well, like the red was from like the Amici Mysteria mushroom. Yeah. And anyway... Um, Mario. I find it fascinating because if you go through all of these cultures, ancient cultures, they all have like sprites and fairies, like in different parts of the globe that would have had no um, connection to each other. Right. Like these are like a lot of the mythological things are recurring across different parts of the world. And a lot of these things, apparently, I've never done it, but. Apparently, a lot of these things are the kinds of things you see under the use of hallucinogenics. Really? So they think, I mean, of course, some people will posit that they're actually making a connection with another realm or, you know, it's just inside your head, whatever, or it's coincidental. But I just find it fascinating, the subject. I always like listening to when they're talking about that. It's fun. There's another guy, that Stamets guy. Paul Stamets. Yeah, he's a mycologist. But it, that's what he does, though, right? Well, he focuses on all mushrooms. I don't think oh. he specifically focuses only on hallucinogenic mushrooms. But oh. he's, he's a mycologist, so he's a fungal expert. And Star Trek Discovery, one of the big things in that show is they create this spore drive engine that uh, works on a mycelial network. And they named the character in the show Paul Stamets. Yeah, I remember you saying that. I just think it's really cool. If you want to listen to a good podcast, listen to Paul Stamets and Joe Rogan, his first one. His second one kind of sticks. So that one was interesting. So I've been listening to a lot of that. Other podcasts I've listened to just because people have asked. I listened to Fat Man Beyond, which is a news show about nerd stuff. Yeah. Um, Kevin Smith, I enjoy that one. I listen to my one of my favorite podcasts is Tell Him Steve Dave, um, which is just like one of the guys is BQ from Impractical Jokers, mm-hmm. and two of the other guys are from the show Comic Book Men, and um, I just it's just a very entertaining show, and they have like a cast of characters, which is something that I would love to do with our podcast, yes. like recurring characters, and they have play games. And they're always having it. You feel like you're like part of the family of really? Tell Him Steve Dave. Like it's very immersive. I never, got, in that I never way. got into it. You've always told me to, and I literally just never have for no reason other than I've never downloaded it. Yeah. And I don't know why. Um, so I've been listening to that, and um, I listened to um, Smod, one of the newer Smodcasts that had. Uh, 
I haven't listened to Smodcast in a long well, time. Well, there's not a lot, and, oh. a, and I skipped a lot of them because they just weren't interesting sounding to me. But he did have one with the guy. He was in Mallrats, but he was also in, like, My Name is Earl. He's kind of that bigger oh, yeah, yeah. guy. But he lost a lot of weight. He's thin. Now he's, like, thin and jacked. Yeah, he's kind of like the uh, uh, Chris. What's that guy's name? He plays Star-Lord. Oh, Chris Pratt. Pratt, yeah. Yeah, but no, this guy's he's like huge now. He's like a bodybuilder. No, I know, but it's the same situation where I mean, this guy was huge fat. He's five hundred pounds. Holy smokes. And now he's like two hundred and sixty pounds of solid muscle now. Wow. He's like a bodybuilder. Anyway, that was a good podcast. He was interesting because he's been in I didn't realize all the things he's in. He's like in everything. All, yeah. He's been in Martin Scorsese movies. He's uh, been in movies with Leonardo DiCaprio. He's been like big movies. Wow. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, there's a couple other ones I've been listening to here and there, but mostly just trying to catch up on. I only catch up on Joe Rogan in the spring and the fall. So that's what was I've kind of been Moj doing. on there? Not, no, he hasn't been for a while. I think yeah. he moved. He's working on like a movie or something. He's been in France. He was yeah. working on The Grinch, but I think he's working on something else now. Hmm. So that's it. That's all I've been watching. All right. That's all I got. I don't listen to any other podcast besides the one he just talked about, uh, except for Tell Him Steve Dave. I need to check that out. But that's about it. I did watch, uh, or I did listen to Geek History, but I don't listen to it much anymore. Oh, yeah. I don't like that podcast. Um, I really don't. Like, it's just like, yeah. yeah. Uh, John Higgins said, Did you watch Lock and Key? Yes, of course we watched. Oh, Lock of and course Key. we did. Go back a few episodes and you can hear those. Yeah, we talked reviews. about it before, but. Um, that's an interesting one because me and Jerry were huge fans of the comic book series Lock and Key, which is yes. written by Stephen King's son, yep. Joe Hill. Um, and the comics, if you're interested, uh, are a lot more R-rated. Yep. They're more horror and a lot more graphic violence in the comics. They're more adult-oriented comic books. Um, so it's different. The, the show and the comic are subtly, they have similarities, but they're there's and they differences. Have, yeah, they for have sure. changed some things. They've they've also There's a lot more keys, first of all, in the comics. Added well, I think they've added different keys into the show too that weren't in the books. And this was a big uh thing we talked about earlier when we, we yeah. covered the show is that I actually liked the show better than the comic. And that blew me away. Um, I didn't I didn't see that coming. I wouldn't think you would. I don't necessarily do. I, I love the show. Thought it was phenomenal and I love the way they took it and the way they're doing things. Um, but man, that book, it's just so much more graphic too and violent. It is. It's disturbing at times. And Not like the boys, but it's... No, well, I mean, there's parts that are similar to the boys, but it's not the whole thing. There's, there's just like... Slaughter fests. <laughs> yeah, there's just sporadic throughout, but it's not the whole time like the boys. The Lock and Key TV series was definitely aimed at a more... Um, Younger audience. Youthful crowd, I mean, it's yes. still a, but, for adults, but I'm just saying it's definitely more digestible. Um, and I think they had to do that to put it on Netflix. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Netflix did the right thing in doing that for this show because that's what's going to give it a chance to be what it needs to be for Netflix. I, I mean, think if it was they don't too... don't shy away from graphic violence, like Narcos. No, like but that. I don't think they wanted this to be no. adult I, only. I, I, I liked the show better. Other than the annoying mom, 
Yeah. But she's way more annoying in the comic book. So <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's completely different in the comic book too, because she's not a nice person. Yeah. At all. So if you're interested in that, um, check out the comic because if you like the show, you'll definitely like the comic. I I like the show better though. Yeah. And I'm excited good. for is there's only been one season out, right? That's it. There's supposed to be another. Yeah. But they wrapped up the whole comic book series in the first season of the show, didn't they? No, no they didn't. They stopped right. at like three or four. We talked about this. You'll yes. have to go back and listen to our review. I believe there's some that are labeled about lock and key, but yeah. So you can essentially see the conclusion. And of honestly, the story. it was a while ago that we did that. Yeah. Oh we, yeah. It was we like sat over ago. there. Um, so yeah, definitely it. watched it. Yep. That's all I got this week. So, uh, Again, our coloring contest has been postponed, if you didn't hear before. So we're still doing it. Still yeah, send us your pictures. keep working on it. We've, we've had some entries already. Ian sent us his. It's Sarah awesome. Punky. Sarah's great. Um, everybody's that have sent them in have been incredible. And we have, there's just like three people that haven't got theirs in the mail yet. Yeah, and that's it. So we're going to wait until they get them because it's unfair for us to do a contest. We'll probably we do it like on our Thanksgiving episode. How about that? That's fine too. Yeah. Whenever we know that anybody, everyone's got their picture, we'll let you know when we're going to judge. Which was our like, second episode ever. I think it was Thanksgiving Hangover. Yes. Or third, maybe. That was, no, that was the second one. Second one was Thanksgiving Hangover. Like two years ago. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Two years we've been doing this already. Yeah. Almost there, guys. Two away from our hundredth. So Two now that we don't have a coloring contest, super famous. We need some ideas for something big we can do we for still our hundredth hun- episode. We still have a coloring contest. It's just not going to be revealed. Yes, the winner is not going to be revealed. Um, but we need some ideas for something big we can do on our hundredth episode. We need a cake, other than the cake. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always remember you saying we needed a cake. Yeah. That was for our fiftieth. Yeah. We never did get a cake. We didn't get a cake. We'll have to get a cake. I can't eat it. I'm keto. So for real, mm-hmm. I did a 24 hour I love fast. Keto. I wish I was keto again. I started it, and then yesterday I ate lunch, and I never ate anything after lunch. And I woke up this morning, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to eat until lunchtime." Then lunchtime rolled around, and I was like, "Well, two more hours will give me 24 hours of fasting." So I waited another two hours. Boom, 24 hour fast. But you felt great. I did feel great. I felt phenomenal to be honest and then i ate and i get sluggish and slow yeah anyway <laughs> that was my <laughs> little bit of diet information so all right guys it. i think that's it for this week uh for snarf talk this week i've been chris i am jerry see ya. see ya